Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Are you having trouble losing weight? Do you get extreme food cravings, especially at night? What about the inability to lose weight even when you cut calories and do a lot of exercise? I know I fell into this category for pretty much most of my life. It's actually probably not even your fault. You most likely have what's called leptin resistance. Leptin is actually a hormone made by the fat cells that regulates food intake and energy expenditure by communicating with the brain. The more fat you have, the more negative leptin messages are actually being sent to your brain. This creates what's called leptin resistance and is going to sabotage all dieting efforts and causes food cravings even when you have enough fat stored. Introducing Zenith, this is an all-new, completely natural formula that gently decreases leptin levels to restore accurate communication between fat cells in the brain. Zenith contains zero harmful stimulants. It's made of all-natural polysaccharides and acetylated fatty acids, very safe for long-term weight loss plans, and it is made in the USA. In an eight-week, university-conducted, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, participants lost 21.3 pounds of fat, lost almost four inches off their waistline, and reduced serum leptin levels by 43%. So if you or someone you know, someone you really love is struggling with weight loss, head down to the show notes. I'll have a link there and a few videos where you can learn more information about Zenith. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Bioptimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product Mag Breakthrough. All right, super excited about today's episode. Today's episode is all about the most damaging hitting foods in the entire modern diet. What do you think that is? Is it meat? Is it vegetables? Is it nuts? Is it seeds? Nope, it is seed oils. These seed oils replace the healthy fats within your cell membrane and cause such oxidation and excess inflammation that you are gonna have trouble being optimal and healthy if you are consuming these oils. What happens is they replace the healthy fats within your cell membrane, and then you are no longer able to receive your normal hormone communication because of the inflammation that it causes. So what are these oils? Canola oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, peanut oil, and grapeseed oil. I believe if you remove these oils, no matter what diet that you stick to, you are going to thrive and be optimal and healthy. The problem is most people are eating out and these restaurants are just worried about 
profits. All they want to do is use cheap oils that stabilize really easily, that are neutral in flavor, and so that they can make the most profit possible. At the end of the day, they're just a business. So a lot of these health foods where you're getting rice bowls and chipotle and things like that, everything is cooked in some of these oils. So you want to avoid these oils at all costs. And how can you do that, especially when eating out? Seed Oil Scout is the answer. Seed Oil Scout has an amazing app where you have an email prompt that which you can send to the restaurant explaining that you are allergic to these oils, asking if you have anything that can be cooked in healthier fats as an alternative. And with that prompt that the email you get back from the restaurant, it tells you exactly what they can and can't cook with the seed oils. And then that is uploaded to the app and so that you then, as the user of the app, can search for healthy seed oil-free restaurants in your area. Seed Oil Scout is amazing. I think everybody should be on it, especially when traveling and eating out. Enjoy the show all about seed oils. All right. The infamous Seed Oil Scout, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. That's my first uh, first time I've I've been introduced as infamous. Um, I hope, <laughs> I hope I haven't been behaving badly. <laughs> um, well. it's just funny. This is my first, uh, podcast where I've recorded where, uh, we're not saying any name. We're just going to go off of the business you've created in the platform that you've created. So it's pretty funny. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I've, I think I've said this on a couple other podcasts, but I, I just, you know, I, I, <laughs> It's a, uh, it's, you know, Seedle Scout's a, a free app people will notice in the app store. And, uh, for now, you know, not quite paying the bills. So yeah, until, until we're, you know, one day, maybe I'll be out as the, the <laughs> scout, but, uh, for now, for now, keeping it quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I literally love everything you've been doing. I think I cut seed oils out of my diet in 2017 and it was actually, it was a little bit tougher than, honestly, I was uh, vegan at the time. So I got to looking into a lot of this packaged vegan food and stuff. It was like all seed oil. So it was, you know, really left you with whole foods back then. And I mean, that's the way it should be anyways. But it's funny. And, you know, obviously you just get bombarded when you're at restaurants and everything. Um, but overall, yeah, it's been a while that I cut them out. And uh, I've never done a show about seed oil. So I'm super <laughs> excited. I want to uh, ask, like, what kind of sparked your passion to create this app for everybody? Yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, I, I basically myself was sort of a uh, – I live in New York City. Um, and I was – cooking for myself, uh, um, like very rarely, right. Until COVID hit. And then basically like every single restaurant's closed. Right. So it kind of just like really changed the lifestyle of everyone living in New York. Right. Like for, for once we had to like slow down, um, and kind of <laughs> like, like you just start thinking about different things, I guess. Like it just stopped like the, you know, the nonstop like routine that everyone was in. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, from there I just started cooking more and caring more about what I was eating. Um, additionally, uh, you know, like there were, <laughs> there wasn't much else to do besides like listen to podcasts during COVID. So I was listening to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um, and yeah, just seed oils kept coming up in like different places just sort of, which I, th I thought was really interesting. Like, um, you know, like a big business podcast I listened to called invest like the best just did an episode with uh, Justin Morris, the founder of Kettle and Fire, a bone, bone broth company. And, you know, he was talking about seed oils a ton, right? And that's like a top business podcast, right? So, like, wow. I, I was hearing it about there. 
uh, crypto is people are really into it. Um, you know, other just random lifestyle podcasts and then obviously like health podcasts. So like I was just kind of was like surrounded by it, you know, decided to do some reading and, and deep dives into it. I read uh, the first book I read about nutrition, I think was Deep Nutrition by Kate Shanahan. It's a good book. Um, yeah, which really, you know, makes like a pretty detailed case for <laughs> for not eating seed oils. So when uh, when New York opened back up, right, like I had kind of cleaned up my diet a lot, but you know, all my friends wanted to go to restaurants. Um, and it kind of, it was pretty, it felt pretty gross, right? Because I sort of realized like, wow, like all this food is soaked in uh, <laughs> in seed oils, right? Like it's really, there's really no way to tell at all, right? Like, you know, you're, you're trying to find recipes and stuff or like you're shopping. You can figure out what in the supermarket has seed oils, but if you go out to eat, like the kitchen's a total black box. And their financial incentives are sort of to like trick you <laughs> into making things, you know, they're always adding sugar and making things more caloric and stuff like that. And no one in the restaurant industry or very few people are hesitant about seed oils at all. So that's kind of where the idea came from. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, well, at least one good thing came out of COVID. We'll start there. You started an amazing <laughs> app and started doing some research, but it's funny how that, how that works out. And the restaurants are really the culprit. It's very easy to, you know, uh, control what you're doing at home, but also most people are just ordering Uber Eats and doing things like that. So that's why an application like this that's free is actually, I think, very uh, necessary. And I also think if we keep using the restaurants within this app, that we could maybe shift culture a little bit. Some other people who might know a little bit about seed oils, they could say, oh, well, maybe we can switch to not using seed oils. And normally nobody would really notice or care, but now they can go on this app and that might drive business to them. So I think it could be a driver for change. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, if you want a hot a hot tip that sort of happened yesterday, um, one of the founders of Sweetgreen followed me on Instagram, uh, mm. <laughs> which is very interesting, right? Um, they use they use sunflower oil for to cook all their proteins as well as in their dressings. Um, but clearly, like my videos have kind of gotten to him. He, I, you know, a lot of times people who are that. In, in the food industry, he probably knows seed oils are crap, right? I, I had, a, and you know, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I, I there's a chance he may uh, avoid seed oils himself, right? So, you know, I'm definitely, you know, we as a community are getting on these people's radar, which is great. Um, it brings some legitimacy to the movement, and I do think, um, you know, like the restaurant industry is a very, it's a very tough business. All the distributors and suppliers are set up to like push seed oils as much as they can. Um, you just shared that video that I posted about the RTI, uh, total, the total oil management system. I found mm -hmm. out about that. Um, so the total oil management system is essentially like restaurants get their fryer oil delivered via truck, right? Like, and sorry, uh, delivered via like truck with a hose that pumps the oil into the restaurant externally. Right. Uh, which, you know, it's, uh, it's funny because like, it's not, I don't know if it's more gross than coming out of a bottle, but it just feels more <laughs> gross, right? Like <laughs> that video makes you feel nasty. Right. Um, mm. so, but yeah, I mean like, so for example, like every KFC location does that, right? Uh, it's a huge, it's a huge service and that's the whole supply chain is like nationwide and it makes it, it just cuts the labor around using seed oils, right? Like 
um, it just it makes it way easier for the restaurant to like keep their fryer stock and, and stuff like that, right? So there's this whole so RTI has like these pamphlets that tell the restaurants that it's it's heart healthy. I found out about that by talking to a restaurant owner uh, who you know he owned like a large Italian restaurant, right, like 200 seats or so, and he had cut seed oils out himself recently, but he like couldn't basically justify doing it. Um, because it would, you know, it would triple or five X his oil costs, which were already like substantial, you know, like 20 K a year, like from his perspective, the line item would go from like 20 K a year to like 60 K per year. Um, which as a small business owner, if you're, if your clientele doesn't know about seed oils, it's tough to justify, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like margins are pretty thin in the restaurant industry. Like, believe it or not, even the best performing restaurants generally don't, their margins generally not much more than 7%, um, which is, you know, really pretty, pretty thin. So like an extra 60 K a year is, is matters a lot, right? Um, the per plate cost of switching to seed oils is low, but again, like if they're just not going to get anything out of it, uh, they won't do it. But I think the way we, you know, convince them that they'll get something out of it is, is make some noise. <laughs> right. Um, the way, the way like restaurants started offering gluten-free options pretty recently. Yeah, absolutely. And all right, before we dive into like how the app works and everything, uh, why don't you list off like the seed oils that people shouldn't be eating for anyone who might be hearing this for the first time? Yeah. Um, so like we mentioned, uh, Kate Shanahan has, she detailed the hateful eight. I don't, know if I can name all eight off the top of my head. I think it's uh, essentially, I mean, in order of like appearance in, in reports that I've seen in the app, it, soybean oil is number one. Uh, then you have canola oil, which is also called rapeseed oil. Um, you have grapeseed oil, sunflower oil. Um, let's see, corn oil, rice bran oil. Um, those are the major ones. Like, yeah, I think there's what, like saf, safflower. Yeah, right. Maybe. Like some of them are a little, yeah, there's all, I mean, there's actually like a ton of wacky ones, right? And mm -hmm. there's safflower oil. There's basically, uh, the rule I tell people is that like, if it's not a fruit or an animal, it's a seed oil it is a kind of a good way to think about it, right? Uh, just, just keep in mind that like olives, uh, avocados, coconuts, and like palm, palm fruits are all fruit and the oil is made from the pulp. Right. So everything else, you're making the oil from like the hard seed, which is where, you know, the trouble kind of comes in. Right. Um, it's very it's difficult to get oil out of, say, like a sunflower seed or rice bran, <laughs> for example. Right. Like if anyone's if you've ever like picked up a bag of rice bran, it's literally just like dry rice hulls. Right. Like it's it's <laughs> they, they dispose it when they like deshell rice. Right. So like it's completely dry, which means like you have to soak it in all these industrial solvents and, and do these crazy oil refining processes to it, which is where a lot of the trouble starts. But um, also, you know, the main issue is that they're comprised of polyunsaturated fat, which is a type of fat that has basically never been a part of the human diet uh, in large quantities. Yeah, I think uh, I've done some, I mean, throughout my years of research off and now, I've been a while since I've done a deep dive on seed oils, but I think it's like generally the human diet would be like around like one to 3% linoleic acid. And, you know, when, when you're consuming every meal with these high linoleic acid oils, 
you're really shifting, I mean, pretty much everything within the body and you're going to store more fat. You mean, I think you're gonna have more inflammation. And a lot of times I think that these last, how many ever decades we've been demonizing a lot of carbohydrates, it more so should have been the focus on the seed oil industry. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super, super interesting. And I've been deep diving more and more into the science and the history of it. Right. Like, um, so yeah, like you said, like throughout our history as humankind, right? Like we never had access to large amounts of what you said, linoleic acid, which is an omega six polyunsaturated fat. And that's the predominant fat in all seed oils, right? They range, they range from anywhere from like 50% to like 20% in the best cases of linoleic acid, right? So that's an omega six fat. If, if people have heard of that, right? Um, pretty much every single diet that humans have ever had anywhere on earth has either, you know, some diets are low fat, some diets are very high fat, but none of them have such a high ratio of polyunsaturated fat, right? So like most, most fats in our diet came from dairy or animal fats like lard, right? So, um, and what's crazy is like, this is measurable in your body fat. And we have data going back to like the thirties and forties and like the average American or European person's body fat was four to 8% polyunsaturated fat, um, in the 1940s. And now it's about 20%. Uh, it matches our diet, right? Which is like 20% soybean oil, which is crazy. Like you said, it has, it's, it seems to be having all sorts of metabolic, um, like metabolic and inflammatory consequences, right? Uh, there was actually like a very interesting paper that was published in April in nature metabolism, which is like a primo journal. Um, let me pull up, uh, nature three decades. Let's see. The title of the paper is the title of the paper kind of spells it all out. It's total daily energy expenditure has declined over the past three decades due to declining basal expenditure, not reduced activity. So they basically proved that we burn 220 less calories per day, just <clears throat> sitting still than people in the eighties, right? <laughs> which is, Absolutely nuts, right? And so the, the author has a Twitter thread where he goes on to say, like, that alone could cause the obesity epidemic. And they do suspect in this paper that, like, that shift to polyunsaturated fat consumption could be to blame. Um, they test it in mice, and in mice, it will, it slows their metabolism, like, by a proportional amount, right? So the science is starting to, like, wake up to all the different crazy things that are going on here. Um, it's, we didn't really like hurdle wholeheartedly into the seed oil stuff until like really the seventies and eighties. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just, it's been, um, you know, it's been just kind of slow to get plate, like swapped out in our food system. But yeah, at this point it's really everywhere. And also, like you said, like these, these oils just oxidize much more easily. And when you look at America's health, which is in total shambles, you, you have to like, there's some reason for it. And it's not that we're, it's, we're not eating more sugar and we're not exercising less. So <laughs> we, there's gotta be something, right? 
Yeah, 100%. It's like, you know, you'll see Carnivore Aurelius or some of these other accounts post and you'll see the direct correlation with the amount of seed oils to the amount of like obesity rates. And, you know, it's funny, they show those old pictures of like everyone on the beach in the 1960s or 50s or 70s. And then people were eating burgers and pizza, you know, going to McDonald's, they were doing all the same shit, but they were just skinny, tan, healthy. So you have to kind of look at these oils as the main culprit, probably the most poisonous thing that's been added to the food system in my opinion and it's not even just about obesity it's um you know if anyone's never seen the i know you've had a post about this but you know everyone's kind of seen it circulating who's in the health space is like how canola oil is made like if you guys want to youtube <laughs> that and just see how gross and like industrialized it is and then they use these like deodorizers because the reason being they have to deodorize these oils because they would smell so rancid. They go rancid and they would have this horrendous smell. Like, you know, when fish goes bad and you can really smell it, like that's the poofas going really rancid. And right. so for these oils to not smell like that same kind of rancid poofa smell, they have to go through this whole industrialization process to deodorize it. And so that when you open that bottle up after it's been sitting on the shelf for however long, that you're not totally grossed out. So it's like... It's a mismatch with our with our metabolism as far as the, you know, omega sixes and the ratios. It's causing, uh, you know, it's oxidized, inflammatory, it's deodorized. And then it's also not meant to be heated in the way that we heat it either. You know, we're deep frying everything. So it's extremely oxidized. We're cooking it on high heat. I mean, it really is to me the most poisonous thing that we've added to the food system. Yeah, no doubt. And it's worth highlighting that deep fryers are like, even worse um like like <laughs> the studies ha have been done on that and like you know say soybean oil or any high linoleic acid oil sitting in a deep fryer uh absolutely like develops more free radicals and toxic aldehydes as it sits there um and those absolutely contribute to inflammation and like america is just sort of like the land of fried deep fried food right um Everyone loves it. It's like, you know, it's hard to resist like the French fries or whatever. Or potato. Like if you go out to a restaurant, it's shocking how much of what proportion of what's put on the plates is deep fried, right? Like it's kind of, it's crazy. Like even things like um, you might think you're being healthy ordering like crispy Brussels sprouts. A lot of times those go in a deep <laughs> fryer. Um, like, but, you know, obviously like fried calamari, any kind of nachos, French fries, um, chicken wings, right? So it's like everything's just getting like a dunk in this bath and there's no regulation <laughs> about how often they have to change the oil, right? Like the, the oil could have been sitting there for a week. Uh, it could have been, you know, changed that morning, but there's, there's no like clear regulation around that. So yeah, if I, if I had to give you like one just restaurant survival tip, it would be don't eat deep fried food. Um, like, you know, the number of the chances you're going to get lucky and find a place using beef tallow or a plant-based oil that's safe are, are basically zero, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's a big reason I built the app. Um, it, it just a, a restaurant really has to go out of their way um, to use a healthy oil in the fryer because fryers are such a pain in the ass and they're so dirty and gross and expensive. So, <laughs> no, I totally agree. My wife was going to this one like healthy spot, you know, quote unquote healthy, and I goes. Well, if they're so healthy, see if they'll, you know, they'll cook your steak 
part that you're getting in butter. And it was crazy. She went to ask him and they goes, oh, we deep fry the steak for <laughs> <laughs> like the rice bowl or whatever she was getting. I was like, see, oh you literally can't even get them to switch if you want to. They're deep frying steak out here. And also another <laughs> place, there's a really cool spot that I love in Tampa. Uh, so I'm not going to knock him, but I just think it's all about like uh, fight, fight, like you said, like money, right? There's a place that has all this meat from the farm. You can buy raw milk there. It's like a butcher shop mixed with uh, uh, like a little small restaurant, right? And it's all like farm to table for the most part. And they cook like everything in beef tallow and then they have tallow fries on the menu. But if you ask them, the, the fryer is half tallow, half peanut oil. So it's not technically a tallow fry. So, you know, you really have to be meticulous when you're when you're asking around about who's using seed oils. And that's why this app is actually great. I think I actually uh, I, think I know where that is. I uh, I've uh, I've been, I, I like read all the reports myself. And yeah, I think yeah, I that, that place about. is on your app, too. And someone, yeah, like, yeah. you know, spelled it out. Yeah, right here. In Tampa. <laughs> I love I buy raw milk there. I go there. I'll eat there. But it's, I just wish I could actually have the tallow fries, but they're not real tallow fries. <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, yeah. I mean, fake tallow fries are definitely an epidemic. Uh, that's my next newsletter post. I think I'm going to highlight a lot of that. It's uh, again, it's just like a lot of times like the restaurants are kind of, yeah, they're coming at it from different, for different reasons, for different ways and stuff. And like, they just, a lot of this, you can't really necessarily fault them, right? Like, uh, you know, every official channel messaging from every official channel would tell you that like peanut oil is like perfectly healthy and safe for people and lowers your cholesterol, right? Like the big cholesterol battle is, is obviously like a huge, a huge issue in this. Um, you know, people like, I don't know, like convincing my own, my, you know, my own like father will not believe me about that eating saturated fat is okay for you, right? Like he's just <laughs> so cholesterol pilled that, you know, he'll, he'll never do it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think I, again, I think just like, you know, banding together between myself and some of the other like companies that are starting to make noise in the space is a great way to, to move it forward. Because I think a lot of the places like that who, you know, want to do the right thing, um, can can make those small changes to just kind of like push it over the edge if they see their you know their customers care. Yeah, I mean they're ninety nine percent of the way there. They have every right. farm label. They cook like on the grill. Like if you get a burger, or they have like beef bacon. That stuff's like all cooked in tallow or right. butter for the eggs or whatever they're doing. But then this the deep fryer has peanut oil in it, so they're like right there. Yeah. 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 No, again, it's a lot of many, many cases of that uh, (laughs) throughout the country, but we're working on it. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if like using eating tallow fries would be considered healthy, even if it was 100 percent tallow. But at least like, (laughs) you know, you're using that like, you know, for someone like me, I'm not eating tallow fries every day, but it'd be cool every once in a while to like be at a restaurant like that and be able to just feel safe that it was all tallow. You know, I'm not recommending like deep frying stuff in tallow on the daily at home. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally a reasonable way to look at it, right? Like something fried in tallow, obviously it's going to have a lot of calories, right? Um, the, the, you know, the good thing is just that like, it, we're, we're pretty sure that like when you mix saturated fat and carbs, like your body, all the signaling in your body, like sort of happens, uh, as nature intended and you don't like, and you're not eating any like gross, like aldehydes or poisonous compounds or anything like that. Right. Like, 
the original McDonald's French fries, which were tallow fries, right? Like for years, they only had one size, which was like the equivalent of today's small size, right? Uh, like 2.4 ounces. Um, but like, because the seed oils, like they, they just don't make you full. Um, like literally they bypass your body's like satiety response because we're not used to eating those kinds of fats. Um, you can just kind of like, you're, you're essentially like the calories don't register in your brain. So you can just like, that's why you, you know, you supersize it and you can just crush like a whole, <laughs> a whole like giant container of it. Right. Um, so like generally, you know, a tallow fried, say like I had tallow fried fish and chips in Austin at a restaurant called Daidue. That's like fantastic. And it's like, uh, if you've never had it before, it's like, it's way lighter and like cleaner tasting than you would think. Um, and it's, yeah, it's great. You know, and, and yeah, you just don't, I, I'm not saying do it all the time. Some people would say do it all the time. It depends what you're, you know, <laughs> depends on your, your macros and your workout mm -hmm. and whatever. Right. Like, um, but yeah, you can at least be assured that like, it's something that isn't so far off of like, I guess like the ancestral eating path. <laughs> Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Yeah, that, I really believe that. Like all of our cells are pretty much made up of saturated fats. That's what people don't understand. They say, how can saturated fat be the culprit of everything when basically your cell membranes, they, they are saturated fat. They love saturated fat. And what happens from, you know, from what I can recall is these, like you were saying, we don't recognize these fats, but what they do is since you're not eating the saturated fats, you're having these fats that kind of infiltrate that cell membrane and that's where that inflammatory response begins to happen kind of shuts down cellular function you know and then from there you you know whatever i think you become kind of insulin resistant there's like you know there's downstream mechanisms of just having these fats constantly coming into your diet and then people want to demonize the saturated fats when it's my opinion the most healthiest fat that you could even eat and if you listen to uh like what's his name brad or whatever from fire in the bottle you start to really get a grasp on um uh, these long chain carbon fatty acids, you know, like stearic acid that can actually help with, like you were saying, satiety signaling and actually cause your body to go into like a fat burning state. You start to realize that I don't think saturated fats are that bad for you at all. Yeah. Yeah. The fire in a bottle blog is really like people should check it out. It's I mean, what's hard about it is it's extremely technical, um, but Brad yeah. does a great job like digging up. I love the way he, he generally, he kind of has like for each video, he generally has like a thesis, right? And he, he, he looks at, you know, population data and population studies, like, you know, he'll compare different diets in Europe today and how like obesity looks in Europe today. And then he'll look at like mouse models and he'll pull in like data from like, you know, old cookbooks and like ancestral eating and stuff like that to kind of like really put a picture together. Um, yeah, like you just, it's really hard to, it's hard to understand how 
dramatically our like uh, conception of saturated fat <laughs> like was shifted <laughs> since like in a hundred years, right? Like uh, I, I'm reading a book called um, I keep forgetting the name of it. It's called something. Uh, oh, the food of a younger land. Um, so it's it's essentially like. Uh, it's a bunch of these old write-ups of like regional recipes and traditions in food across America right before world, uh, world war two. Right. And like the only thing, the only cooking fat they have is lard and butter, right? Like that's it. And, and like, so like France is the only, or, or France is like the foremost European nation that, that eats like a lot of saturated fat to this day. Right. Like Spain, Greece, and Italy, um, they eat a lot of olive oil mostly. And then the other ones are a mix, right? Like, you know, places like the UK have kind of, are similar to America that they, they, they eat tons of seed oils. Right. But like, um, you know, France just has like weird, they, you know, they call it the French paradox, but they just have like, for some reason they have the high, they have the highest cholesterol and the lowest rate of heart disease. And everyone's like, Oh, that must <laughs> just be like a mystery or it's because they like drink wine and smoke or it's like, and it's like, well, they also smoke a lot of cigarettes, and, <laughs> but anyway, it's like, there, there's a lot of evidence staring us in the face that yes, like there's nothing, uh, like that's so, you know, like, like saturated fats are just the base fat for, for humans essentially. Right. Like butter and like dairy products sort of built society in a lot of ways. It's just such a, a great and convenient way to store calories. Um, so Yeah. People, you know, I, I, Brad, he's been pushing the uh, the olive oil makes you fat narrative, which <laughs> I, I don't think people are ready for yet. But uh, you know, we'll probably we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> That's funny. I I do keep some olive oil in the cupboard. I like the taste of it here and there, but I, I don't really use it near. Like you know, most of my meals are like butter and animal fats, and every once in a while I make something with olive oil. Like I'll have like one. And I buy a good, clean, make sure it's for sure extra virgin olive oil, not cut with anything. But I'll have that bottle for quite a while because I don't really use as much of the animal fats. Another good book, since we're on the topic, I met this lady in person. Her name's Tara. Mm -hmm. uh, she was a plant-based woman that uh, she had some medical issues and stuff like that. And she had went over overseas for a while. I can't remember why she went over there, but she like kind of picked up like what you were just talking about, how they're eating. Like every meal was like these animal fats. And so she created this like cookbook that's called the Bordeaux kitchen, but it also like has a lot of information in there about like high quality animal fats and the purpose in the diet. And, you know, Weston a price has kind of pushed this really big as well. All the fat soluble vitamins. So I think it's kind of shifting, but it just takes a while. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'll check it out for sure. Um, yeah, I want to have her on the podcast. I met her in person. She was really cool. She was cooking. She was cooking for us at the mastermind. She made like some bread. I'm pretty sure, and we were eating, you know, loading it up with butter. I threw some honey on there, you know, and she was a lot of animal fats and college, collagen style meats. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just uh, another thing from that like recipe book and traditions book is like. People used to just spend like so much time cooking, right? Like uh, we, we've kind of just writ written it off and uh, liquid fats are just way more convenient, right? And so the restaurants are just using them and stuff like that. Like dealing with solid fats and animal fats is harder. So people kind of, that's another reason I think they've sort of fallen out of favor. Um, you know, going back to olive oil, I, there's a lot of evidence that, and th this is kind of a trend I'm seeing with a lot of, because 
I personally am doing a lot of research into like the, the cause of cardiovascular disease. Um, just a lot of reading, right? Like it's very interesting because like mainstream medicine can't fully tell you exactly what causes uh, cardiovascular disease, right? Uh, just because, you know, of things like the French paradox or people with low cholesterol that still get heart attacks, right? Like, you know, what I mean, there's all these like anomalous cases, right? Um, and it seems to really, you know, it's not without getting too technical. It's, it's the, um, it's the oxidation of like these cholesterol molecules when they enter the walls of your vein, uh, your arteries. Right. Um, but like, so there's been a lot of confounding effects between things that are loaded with antioxidants and things that lower your cholesterol and like switching to <laughs> what I'm trying to get at here is essentially that if you took, if you took a bunch of people eating butter, right. And you switch them over to extra virgin olive oil as their primary cooking fat, their cholesterol would go down, but you'd also be loading them with like super high quality antioxidants that are in the olive oil. Right. So like you're, it's unclear if what you're doing is stopping the oxidation with the antioxidants or if it's due to lowering the cholesterol. And from all the reading I've been doing, it seems like it's really like those potent antioxidants really make a difference. Um, mm. So, I mean, my take on olive oil, you know, in the, in the app, it's, it's far better than seed oils. Um, it's extra virgin olive oil is, is fully cold processed, right? It's extracted just, you basically just centrifuge uh, olives, which means you spin them around really fast and the, <laughs> and the oil comes out. Right. Um, so, and extra virgin olive oil actually can handle heat way better than people think. Um, in Greece and Spain, they, they like deep fry with it all day long. Uh, it, and, and that's been proven, like they've done studies on it. It's been proven to be okay. Um, that again, those antioxidant and stabilizing molecules in the olives, like actually protected from heat really well. Um, and they're, they're monounsaturated, mostly monounsaturated fat. So it's not quite as, uh, it doesn't oxidize as easily, but, um, but yeah, I, I, it, it's my, my take is basically like, um, to use sparingly. Like I personally have like a couple milliliters a day, you know, for the antioxidant, uh, like, and the taste and whatever, but you, I don't think you want it to be like your primary source of fat. Cause again, it just, it's not, if you think back to like ancestral days, right? Like, uh, very few populations of humans were able to produce enough olives to like survive on olive oil, right? You had like the Greeks and the Romans sort of, but like, otherwise it's kind of like a big to do to make olive oil. You need to be like a technical, it's, it's like a, you need machines and stuff, even though they're not like, they're not, it's not chemicals, but you still need like, I don't know. It's still, it's still involved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree. And then I guess we kind of, I touched on it a little bit saying how my olive oil is not cut, but uh, how often are these olive oils and avocados oils cut with other oils? Pretty common, right? Yeah. Yeah. I read a book um, on the olive oil industry called Extra Virginity, which is a, <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a, it's very interesting if you want to, if people want to deep dive into like the industry and some of these major frauds and stuff. Um if you want to limit fraud, I would say to the, the best way is to try to find a bottle that's like single source uh, extra virgin olive oil, meaning like they're claiming that all the olives are coming from one farm. Uh, the way the, the fraud, fraudulent extra virgin olive oils are usually the ones sold in bulk, um, often for restaurants, unfortunately. But they are like blends of sources from, you know, they might blend like Turkish and like Moroccan 
olives with like Spanish olives, right? And like you've got this oil is just like and olives are just moving around tankers in the Mediterranean and it's tanker ships and it's like just it's a little bit sketchier. There's a lot more room for swapping things in and out. Uh, I would again look for yeah, like single state extra virgin olive oil um, is is definitely your best bet. Avocado oil is from the studies that or analyses that have been done seems to be even more fraudulent uh, <laughs> just because it's cartel controlled generally. Um, so yeah, I, I be careful with avocado oil. Um, everyone cites this UC Davis analysis and the chosen foods brand was, was good. There were only two uh, good ones out of the 22 they tested. So yeah, be careful. <laughs> It's hard. Yeah, the it's funny. I didn't even think about that. Like the avocados are all grown in Mexico, so who do you think's overseeing a lot of that stuff? And right. I think the other <laughs> brand, what was it, Primal Kitchen? I think the Primal Kitchen was supposed to be pretty good, and the Chosen yeah. Foods. I usually use Chosen Foods if I go any avocado oil stuff or mayo or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And mayo is like a whole mayo at restaurants where you pretty much always have to avoid. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> like even uh, Hellman's olive oil mayo contains canola oil <laughs> like it's, it's olive oil you know, on the always, front canola yep, oil on the yeah. back <laughs> yep yeah yeah exactly it has like you know a splash of olive oil in there <laughs> <laughs> like one drop just enough to yeah. put it on the label they're exactly. not spending money on olive oil that's hilarious no. yeah so and uh so we got into a little bit about the restaurants to, and how i mean they could shift and move everything up by like what, what did you say? Like a dollar. And then maybe that would cover the cost, but then they would actually need for that to actually be a, a reason they need to push even to even switch like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it could probably, it could be, probably be a dollar or less, right? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of evidence that this is starting to happen, right? Like if uh, you've heard of Ziki kitchens in Austin, um, there, there's a numerous, I have a post, uh, about it on Instagram, but there are numerous small, fast, casual chains that are regional that are like pretty vocal about about being against seed oils. There's Springbone in New York. Um, there's Aubergine Kitchen in Utah. There's this like donut shop in LA and Hawaii called Holy Grail that does coconut oil. Um, and Ziki is the big one in Austin, and they're expanding to Miami. And Ziki, I think, will be expanding like very rapidly. Uh, just because of their their business model, which is these like food trucks that are really that they produce themselves. But like the, you know, Ziki has these food trucks wrapped in neon pink and yellow, and on the yellow like uh, yellow, they have these bold statements, right? And then it says like no seed oils on them, right? They even took out a billboard in Austin that said uh, the future is seed oil free during South by Southwest. So uh, I think it's like entering the national consciousness and we can tip it, but like, it'll totally, it's going to be a very slow, uh, replacement, right? I'm hoping to pressure places that are like really branded around being healthy, like sweet green or dig to, to, to like sort of have to answer for themselves. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, memes are powerful and like a big part of the reason I built the app was just like watching, you know, the seed oil, meme is 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 one of the most powerful memes i've uh i've witnessed right like mm -hmm. <laughs> um everything is poison is just it kind of sticks with you right um so i think you know i think we can reclaim the food system to some degree you're probably always going to have to be careful when eating out but you know the app is a start right like pretty much every city 
in the US, if you open up the app, you'll find at least a couple options that are good, right? Uh, New York and LA have like hundreds. Um, and, you know, the coverage in most major cities is pretty good. It kind of varies by the population. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we can change it, right? It's just, it, it's going to be, it's going to take some time. <laughs> Absolutely. And so let's actually talk about how the app works. From my understanding is you've created sort of like an email template that people can send to restaurants. And it basically says like, I'm highly allergic to, you know, and list out all the seed oils. Can you please tell me like which sauces, dishes, you know, what, you know, what's, what are these seed oils used in? What can the member of my party actually consume there? And so by doing that, they basically have to give you a very ethical response because they don't want to be sued or they don't want to spark an allergic reaction, which it kind of sucks that we have to do it that way. But then <laughs> once people get the data from, from that restaurant, then they update that within the restaurant. So people can know like, Hey, there's a couple options there, but most of the stuff's cooked in seed oils or, Hey, I think it says like dying fearlessly. If the place doesn't use any <laughs> seed oils, is that, is that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. That is, so that's, that's, I call that the auto mailer. And I built that because I was trying to do like the sort of initial scouting alone in New York. And I, you know, when I first built it, I thought like, okay, I'll just like go eat at a bunch of restaurants and talk to the waiter. And I mean, first of all, that's like, takes a very long time. It's expensive, but, <laughs> but, uh, also like you just don't get good answers from the waiter. They don't understand what you mean often. They're busy. The restaurant's loud. Uh, you know, they'll come back with an answer that's like not really satisfactory and you feel really bad about sending them back, et cetera, right? So um, what the app does, right, you search the restaurant in the top bar. And then if there if there's no review, the, the app will automatically scan the restaurant's entire website for an email address, right? And then with one button, you send them this allergy template email from your email address, right? So uh, yeah, from there, like they typically will respond, right? Like the only thing that's tough about saying allergy is sometimes they get like scared. Sometimes like a good restaurant will get scared and they're, they'll be like, Oh, well, like we can't guarantee that there's no cross contamination and stuff like that. In which case you might have to backpedal or I don't know, try to tell them that it's not a severe allergy or something like that. But it's been very effective. Um, and it, it's, it's allowed me to scout out like whole other cities without even visiting the city. Right. Or at least like hitting all the big restaurants in that city and seeing what they say, right. Seeing which ones are good. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been like really effective. Um, like one very motivated scout can kind of blanket a whole area with emails <laughs> up for <below> the <laughs> screenshots. Right. And like, you know, the, we do that once and, and like, you've got a pretty good feel for like the vibe of the restaurants, like in the area. Right. And like restaurants that have a good, response to, for the, the oil question, they're often just good restaurants anyway. Like even if you didn't care about seed oils, they're places you'd want to eat, right? Because they're just places that like care a little bit about their ingredients. Like, you know, for example, like an Italian restaurant that uses olive oil instead of soybean oil, it's like, okay, I'd probably rather eat at that one, right? <laughs> right? Than like, or, you know, the same thing with like Greek restaurants or, or whatever. So yeah, it's, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's main, that's the main flow of the app. Um, you know, there's like all sorts of filtering and searching and stuff like that. And people can upload images and check-ins and, you know, they can dispute each other's reports. But yeah, that's like sort of the workhorse flow of the app. 
Yeah, it's amazing. And it, it definitely is eye-opening. There was a place around here called Naked Farmer in Tampa that I think most of us thought was CETO-free. I don't know why we thought that. It must have maybe been CETO-free at a point. So, I don't Yeah, that's an interesting situation. Because um, <laughs> now it says grapeseed oil, and then if you confirm, it does say grapeseed oil. So I felt like that place used to be CETO-free, and then they cut some costs somewhere. So they absolutely... And I have the screenshot in the app, so I don't, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not worried about saying this. They act absolutely at one point on their website had said no refined vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. um, then some people were asking and they said they use grapeseed. I DM'd them from the seed oil scout account and was like, Hey, what's going on? Like my users are confused. Like, can you tell me what's happening? And they got back to me and said that they recently switched back off them to avocado oil, but they haven't told the staff yet. So it's a very, I'm not sure what the deal is over there. Um, I would I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying. Cause it's like that place again, they do, they do literally everything right. It's essentially like for people who haven't been, it's essentially like dig in. Um, like it's like a, you know, a bowl, like a hearty sort of bowl, like meat based bowl place uh, or grain bowl place, but they have a bunch of great like vegetable sides and stuff but they uh, source stuff from local farms, right? Like, which is, it's mm -hmm. kind of ideal, right? Um, but yeah, we need to, I'm going to try to get to the bottom of this with them. Um, I think they'll listen to me at this point or at least like give me a straight answer. Because um, yeah, I mean, I actually ate there when I, I was visiting Miami and I don't know, I, I like just assumed it was good at the time. <laughs> yeah, I've been so, there a couple of times and it always tasted fresh. I like that they had the farm there and then, one time I looked on the app, I had to alert a couple friends. I goes, hey, yo, it says they're using grapeseed oil there, so I'd be cautious. But you're not cooking yeah. most of my food, but you know, every once in a while, you want to just go grab some. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll update people on that one. Um, that's mm -hmm. definitely a sticky one I'm keeping an eye on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like kind of monitoring that because I was like, why is um, this place showing grapeseed oil when I like, I think like me and a lot of the like higher level like health people in our area, we like, we were just – uh, we were under the impression that it was not CETO. So it's interesting as well because it's like these places could change. They could not be yeah. getting the business that they want or, you know, you know, think, you know, they're investing too much money in opening up new spaces and the revenue's not there and they could shift on you in a dime. So it's like, yeah, it's kind yeah, of crazy. yeah. Sometimes supply chain stuff happens or like their suppliers like raise prices or run out and stuff. I mean, that's, you know, in the app, you can be notified for, new reports on mm. a place and like, yeah, unfortunately there's no, there's nothing I can really do outside of just, you know, yeah. Letting people keep posting updates at some point, maybe I could uh, like automatically mail, email the restaurants again or something like that. But you know, that's maybe down the road. <laughs> yeah. sounds like a headache in and of itself, but I guess yeah. maybe to keep it updated might be potentially what has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say like always, you always, ideally you want to ask, right? Like the app should just be to like point you in the right, like in the right direction. You know, it's kind of always a, a total, you should be doing like a total vibe check on the whole situation, <laughs> right? Like see what their email says, see what it looks like, see, you know, like go in there, peek your head, get a peek of the kitchen, uh, you know, do, do your, do your best. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I need to actually get in contact with you. Um, I tried to message one of the, my favorite chefs in town, but I don't think she uses social media too much. And I told her to put her restaurant on there because she has this uh, French Vietnamese place that only uses uh, extra virgin olive oil and ghee to cook unless you like she does like a couple crispy wontons that will like go on top of a dish, but you can like easily just like omit that. And that's the only, like the deep fryer has canola oil, but like none of her dishes are fried. It's like fresh. She grows some of the vegetables in her garden. I'm like, she, she needs to be on this, on this app. Cause I love this place. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Just send it over to me or, or file a report for them in the app. Um, love yeah. like places like that, especially it's always tough to find, I've kind of personally had to given up a lot of like the more exciting Asian fusion cuisines like that because they're Mm -hmm. almost always like completely soaked in seed oils. But uh, it's cool when you find find a place that's that's kind of keeping it real. Yeah, I mean, she's great. She'll she'll come out to the table and talk to you, especially I think she came and talked to us because we had the no seed oil things like on the reservation. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, So she came out and chatted and like she told us like she doesn't use that. That's like not how they cook, you know, from where where she's from. And so it's great. And I think she deserves to be on there because I want these places to get more business. I want like it to be kind of like a structure where people can say, Oh, we can do it this way and we can still be profitable and maybe even more profitable because there's a a growing subset of the population who only wants to eat at these places. And I've been kind of telling my wife, I love a good steakhouse, but what if we only like ate at these seed oil free places for a while and just gave them our money? I mean, try to make make a change with our dollar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the way it's got to happen, right? Like there's no, there's no other other way about it. Unfortunately, you know, like we're fighting our dollars are fighting against the soybean subsidy dollars. <laughs> That's really <laughs> Which like are our so, dollars as well. <laughs> right, exactly, which is the heart of uh, kind of the heart of the problem, but uh yeah. No, that's totally like, you know, and and a lot of these places that I've like rattled off, right? Like 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 Ziki and uh there's Pura Vida in Miami, they only use extra virgin olive oil. Like a lot of these places are mobbed. Like, you know, people kind of like, even if people don't, uh, that, you know, they might not like avoid seed oils. Like they might not know what to call it, but they just like the food tastes better and feels less greasy and kind of gross. Right. Like they, mm-hmm. they just kind of intuitively find it. Um, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. It's funny when I cook at home, People like, like I'll even just make like, um, you know, like mashed potatoes or, or you know, what I'm cooking, cooking steak is like people, yeah, I might have, it might be regenerative grazed, you know, raised meat, which is going to taste a little bit better. But I think what they're, t- they're always like, you know, how'd you cook this? This tastes so good. And it's like, I'll like the easiest things that you can do, even if you don't have regenerative white oak pastures meat, like you literally just cook in real butter from the farm. That's right. a lot of flavor. And then use sea salt instead of table salt. I'm like, that's the, like yeah. these potatoes have four ingredients in them. I put a stash of raw milk, butter from the farm. They're just potatoes from whole foods. And then there's sea salt and black pepper in there. Like it's not, I'm not doing anything special over here, but people are always like, oh man, these <laughs> potatoes are amazing. I'm like, it's literally just because of the fats basically. And then the salt source, that's it. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> how like people just don't, you don't really eat like real food like that very often. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of gone, right? Like you, you know, if you were to try to find exactly what you said at a restaurant and say like, 
any major city like New York or whatever, like, you know, like an actual like, like local potato with like local butter on it. It's like not, it's not super easy, unfortunately. Right. And that's just, it's like, it's a shame because that is sort of how the country was built. And that's like what, you know, that's, that's like, you know, the, the pride of like American food. So, you know, I, I, it's great that we're all talking about it though. And it just, you know, we're, 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 we're taking it back. I, I, I think it's just, it's, it's a, it's a process. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, for me, it's part of my ethics as well coming, you know, I did the plant-based thing for a while and was worried about animal welfare and everything like that. So for me, it's like, if I'm eating the meat, I also would, you know, and I'm drinking the dairy, like I also want the fats as well. It's like, well, I don't need to grow monocrops of avocado to have my oil as well to cook with. Like I'm already eating the animal. Why wouldn't I just want the animal fat from it? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I, right. And yeah, I try not to be, you know, the, the community around seed oil scout is more leans, more animal based, especially because of the, uh, collab I did with carnivore MD and, but, but like, you know, there's, there's filters in the app for like plant-based stuff, right? Like if, you know, sometimes you want to just like get a smoothie bowl or something like that, it's totally, mm-hmm. and it, it actually, like, I try to help people out like that because a lot of the vegan and vegetarian places like sneakily that, you know, they're the most like greenwashed, right? Like they, they, they it, it looks like they're super healthy and their signs and stuff, but a lot of times they use a ton of seed oils. Like there's a national chain called Planta and they use canola oil on everything. Um, <laughs> Heart healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Or even, uh, there's a, there's this like near me in New York, there's a place called dirt candy. That's like a, a tasting menu, like a very expensive, you know, like hundred dollar tasting menu that's vegan. And I, I asked them and yeah, they just use like seed oils on, on every like industrial seed oils on everything. Right. Like not even at least give us like a, give us like some cold pressed seed oils or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is like, that's the other thing. And, you know, talking about that, it's, it's context as well, because, like the French Vietnamese place, like she was so like, since I put the seed oil thing on my, um, on my reservation and she had talked to me and I wanted to get, uh, like a tuna tartare and she's like, well, there's some like organic cold press, like sesame oil that I just kind of sprinkle on top of that for flavor. And I'm like, you know, that's fine. Like I'll, I'll deal right. with that. That's different than these highly oxidized, highly processed oils. And then you're cooking with them, you know? So it's like, you don't have to abandon all of it. And plus sesame is like, not all that bad. Some people would actually argue sesame can be healthy, you know? So it's like, you have to at least understand a little bit of the context and how it's being used in the preparation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, Kate Shanahan, she was kind of a fan of sesame, right? Like in, in the book or she was, you know, it's, it, you're okay with it. Cause it's not refined, right? Like when they refine it, they strip out all the antioxidants and vitamin E, which is like what makes the oil so unstable. Um, you still wouldn't want like the majority, a big portion of your calories to come from sesame oil. Cause it's still mostly polyunsaturated fat which would throw mm-hmm. like, you know, your fat ratios out of whack. But yeah, totally. If you like drizzle some cold sesame oil on it because you're at a Vietnamese restaurant, like you don't need to stress about that. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm trying not to create fear, but I just it's hard with the seed oils because I just think that they have some of the most effects overall, like systemically, like every almost every process in the body. And I in the other I don't know if we've even talked about this um, or if I just 
from our research earlier, but they just stay in the body for years. Like we, yeah. like, you know, you can burn off sugar. Like I can eat 200 grams of pure white sugar right now and then go to the gym and I'll probably at least just turn it right into muscle, like burn right through it within an hour, hour and a half workout or something. But you can't do that with seed oils. They don't go away. And there's a lot of people that are high dose in vitamin E that says that you'll, that, that, that'll displace the PUFAs and, you know, they say collagen and saturated fats and there's ways to protect yourself. But I think the best way is just limiting the overall intake of them. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Fat is special in that way that like, it kind of gets integrated into your body when you eat it, right? Like proteins get broken down to amino acids and same thing, you know, carbs, like they're, they're all just broken down into to glucose and used for energy. But yeah, like fats will get integrated into your, your tissues. So it's, uh, they, they kind of deserve another level of uh, scrutiny, which is, it's not intuitive, right? Like people, it's, unless you like do a ton of reading, you, you wouldn't, you'd never like realize that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So I know you're running short on time. Are there any other cool things in the app, cool things that you're working on that people should know about that um, they could either do in the app now or that's coming in the future? Yeah, so I launched a, it's a ta- the second tab in the app is called Ask Seed Oil Scout. And you can ask, it's essentially like a little Reddit board. You can ask local questions and they'll be shown to people in your city, in the nearest city. Um, you can also ask general questions. Uh, so that's a great place like if people are trying to find raw milk or like a quality butcher in the area or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, there's a marketplace in the app, which is like all my kind of favorite products that I've found. Like my favorite olive oil is Costarina. Um, there's like a discount of Force of Nature Meats in there as well. Um, so most of that is like, you know, it'll have some kind of discount and stuff like that. Um, you know, working on the, the, the app, I'm mostly building out like kind of boring back end stuff to like make it you know, run more smoothly or make the, the monitoring of, of the reports coming in go more smoothly and stuff like that. Um, I'm launching a newsletter that should be, uh, we just sent out our first newsletter today. It should be, it, it, it goes to all the app users and uh, it should be, I'm going to try to, you know, keep it super informative and keep, keep reading like high quality cutting edge science and books and stuff like that to, to make sure the content's great. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, catch me on Instagram. That's where I'm doing most of the, uh, making most of the noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, your videos are great over there. I've been digging them. Yeah. No, I've been having a lot of fun, uh, with the video production. It's been cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm looking forward to see your app blow up and I'm going to try to use my voice as much as possible to try to help the shift. And I think it'll be cool to see you maybe have more of these seed oil free companies where that you work with as far as affiliates and help me. Hopefully that'll help like bring some funding to the app. If you're working out deals with them or affiliate codes or whatever's going on with that. And hopefully you can keep growing, man. I really, I really dig what you're doing. Yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate it. And thanks so much for having me on. Cool. Well, everyone go, go check it out. It's just at seed oil scout. And then the app is called seed oil scout. <laughs> Cool. Cool. Later on. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.